Welcome to Women Who Love and Lead, the podcast with Chanel and Rena. One thing we know for sure, women have a story to tell and a purpose to fulfill. She's a woman of many roles, many experiences, and yes, she's on a mission. She's a woman who loves and leads. You all are about to meet an amazing mom and a dope woman who is going to share an intimate part of her life with us. Having a new baby is truly a blessing. But what happens when you're struggling to live in that moment of joy? What happens when postpartum consumes you? What do you do? Who do you turn to? Shayla Holmes is going to let us in to her life experience with overcoming postpartum and getting back to that woman she once recognized. You don't want to miss this one. Today, our guest is Shayla Holmes. She's actually a good friend of mine. Um, Shayla and I had the opportunity to meet about, what was it, Shayla, maybe three or four years ago? Yep, about four years now. And since then, I will say that, you know, it's truly been an honor. Shayla, I know you're a mom. We are at our own homes on a stay-at-home order, so I know you have your babies there with you, but don't, don't worry about it. It's cool. You know, we'll get through this. And so when we talked, one of the things that um, really, really stood out to me was your experience with postpartum. Your baby girl, how old is she now? Um, she will be two in June. Yes, my youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. In June. Okay. And so um, when we were speaking, you had talked about how you had struggled with postpartum and just really the toll that it took on you and how it affected you um, in ways that you could have never um, imagined. So let's talk about your experience with postpartum. Okay. So, yeah, um, I had my daughter um, June 25th of 2018. And my whole pregnancy, I was busy, 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 because, you know, with my two oldest, my son, he had soccer going on. And at the time he was doing uh, acting classes. And my daughter, she was taking dance classes and plus with school. So it was a lot. I didn't really get a chance to sit down too much when I was pregnant with, with her. But she came and, you know, it was like any usual happy moment after you have your baby. And I feel like I adjusted uh, pretty well, like as far as, you know, bringing her home and um, getting her acquainted with my two oldest. They seem to adjust pretty well. And then I turned 30. Around that time, everything was still good. It wasn't until like end of August, um, early September, that I really started noticing myself changing. I was really emotional, just crying a lot. That's kind of when things took a turn. So So you're saying about what, maybe three months after you um, had her, two to three months after you had her, that's when you started to notice just like something was different with you. You were, like you said, super emotional, crying a lot. Like, let's talk more about that. Yeah, she was around two months when I really started to notice things. So I will add this in as well. She also was born with some health issues um, when I had first had her. So I know that that added on to, you know, a lot of the stress that I had started experiencing. And then I had some uh, 
life traumas, you know, going on as well. But it was just constantly emotional. And then that emotional, um, like the crying and everything then turned into just depression, just me not wanting to get out the bed. My eating habits changed. Um, I had lost, you know, a lot. I, I literally lost all my baby weight within like two weeks because I just like physically, you know, just could not eat for a short period of time so yeah it was weight loss um, I started having headaches migraines um, like I said just crying I could be just watching a movie you know doing you know normal things and then just bust out crying um, so yeah it was a lot it was a lot so take me back and so I'm, I'm bringing this up because and this is why I'm so happy that we you know have an opportunity to even talk before you know we do the podcast because we it really allows us to get like really deep into just that story and how it really really impacted you and so take me back to the moment when you were describing this picture of yourself from who you used to be to the person that you started to look at and started to notice wasn't the same person that you were before that's when I really knew like it had really taken its toll on me so prior to me getting pregnant with my daughter I had started modeling and you know it was I was did a couple photo shoots I did a couple um local runway shows I enjoyed it you know but I was constantly getting dressed up and getting hair, makeup and, you know, nails and everything done. So constantly dressing up. So that had built my confidence a lot, you know, and even through my pregnancy, I was pretty confident. But um, I just remember um, it was probably sometime in like November, like, yeah, like November, December. It was like holiday time. And I just remember I was trying to get, you know, happy for the holidays and I just couldn't. And I remember, I went in the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I just did not recognize myself. Not to say that you need makeup and things to, you know, make you pretty or anything, but it was just what I had went from, you know, just a a year before to what I was looking at. I just did not recognize myself. Like I said, with the weight loss as well and just being restless. So I had bags under my eyes and, you know, it was just like, who who is this person? I completely looked like like life was just being sucked out of me each day as I went on. Um, I feel like that for me was a, a big turning point because I'm like, if I could look at myself and not even notice me, I know my kids are like probably looking at me like, well, who is this? You know, so it was like, okay, I gotta start figuring this stuff out and uh, finding my strength again, you know. That's that's deep. So let me ask you this too. You mentioned like your kids, you just felt like your kids weren't even recognizing you. Like what did this do to um, your relationships with your kids, with anybody else? Like how did this have an um, effect on that? Uh, one thing about me and my kids, we're very, very close. You know, um, we always do things together, whether it's just sitting in the house watching movies or playing games or we're actually out doing things. But around that time, we weren't doing too much of anything because I just 
physically was in the bed and my oldest son he's he'll he'll be 12 the end of this month so he really noticed like something's going on and um it really affected them you know it affected both my kids and I, I really didn't realize but we call those like the dark times you know so we try not to even bring it up but once they get a little older I would like to talk to them about what I was going through around that time. Well, I look, I, I, like I said before, I appreciate the fact that you are even willing and open to talk about this because I know you had mentioned too, that if this was maybe three months ago, three months ago, you'd have been like, no, I'm good. I'm not ready to have that conversation. I'm not ready to, to um, relive that. And then you just mentioned that this, during that time, they were dark times for you. Obviously, we're dealing with a lot of emotions. You were feeling depressed at the time. Can you take us back to a day that you recall that you, you know, you just felt like you were at your lowest low? Ooh, yeah. Forgive me if I get a little emotional because mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't, you know, uh, gotten back to that in a while. But it was just really hard. Like I said, I just completely had lost myself. You know, it was just, I'm genuinely a fun, you know, energetic person, you know, I'm a people person. And it was just, all of that was just gone. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to be bothered with people, with life. It was just like, leave me alone. Just let Mm -hmm. me be in this bed. And I was hard. I was hard. Like I said, and then, you know, to not me getting out doing my my usual stuff, but then not doing the usual with my kids either. And it was just a lot. And I'm thankful for people like my mom and my dad, who they were kind of, you know, taking the kids a little more around that time, letting them stay over their house. And I would just have you know, the baby. And then let's keep in mind, I still have my baby girl too, that I'm trying to take mm-hmm. care of and nurture and, um, I was trying to breastfeed her when she mm-hmm. at first came home and then that had became you know, impossible to do because of you know, two reasons, her her health issues that she had going on and also you know, me and, and my depression and, you know, and dealing with this postpartum, it, it like literally started to dry my milk up because I wasn't eating, you know, I just wasn't taking care of myself. So to not you know, play the major part on everything as well so yeah it was definitely I would say the lowest point of my life you know thus far and I pray you know I don't ever have to go through anything like that again or get to anything that low again but I can look back and and look at it as part of my story I mean but um I never thought I would be someone who would have gone through that or would have experienced that you know because I actually used to say how do women you know experience postpartum and you just brought a beautiful life into the world but um now I can I can see because you know I experienced it so so what you just said a lot look I'm over here I'm just trying to um, just keep up because I want to make sure that I am dignifying you know your story and the fact that what you're saying um, is definitely going to have an impact on someone else, at least some, you know, one person 
who um, may have experienced this or may be going through it right now. So I, I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. So uh, one of the things that you said was you had um, mentioned that your your milk had dried up. And so you were talking about just from a nutrition standpoint, because you weren't eating, because you weren't getting the proper nutrients that you needed in your body, you weren't able to provide for your daughter um, in terms of being able to breastfeed. So at that time, did you have to transition then to um, store-bought formula and things like that? Yeah, and that was very new because I breastfed my oldest two, my, my, my oldest kid. So that was very, very different. And then it was actually very costly as well because, you know, I, I'm now buying formula, you know, and mm-hmm. I was, like I said, something that I wasn't used to. But yeah, it, it was very hard because... I'm a mother who I believe in breastfeeding. I mean, you know, it's nothing against, you know, formula, but that's just my personal preference. And, right. um, you know, to not be able to to provide for her in that way, I would say definitely added, you know, to the stress as well. Mm-hmm. Well, what about, um, and I'm just asking this question because obviously I, I'm not familiar with did you feel a detachment at all to um, your daughter, to the um, to the newborn? I would say there was times when I felt like I could not be the best mother that I was used to being. So I wouldn't say so much of a detachment because mm-hmm. I was you know, still happy, you know, to have this beautiful blessing in my life mm-hmm. and, and have her like I said, I was just so low. It was like, how can I be the best mother I could be to her? It had been six years, you know, before I had a newborn, you know, so I was like trying to get adjusted to everything. And it just, it was a lot harder, but Mm -hmm. never did I feel like I was detached from her personally. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I still wanted to be around my baby and Mm -hmm. hold her and love her and, you know, Mm -hmm. nurture her. But it was just like, I just knew I wasn't my best, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that takes me into the next question, because you just said you knew you weren't your best. You had mentioned earlier a turning point, and you had described when you didn't recognize yourself anymore. Do you feel like that was the turning point for you as far as beginning to um just identify that, you know, you need to heal, you know, I'm not well, something's not good with me, something's not right with me, you know, and I really need um, to figure this out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always, since I've been a little girl, been um, very confident and just, I was, I was raised very well, you know, raised from two strong, beautiful Black women, you know what I mean, who uplifted me and encouraged me. So I never really had issues with loving myself and Mm -hmm. and accepting myself and that was the first time I could say I did not love myself I did not Mm -hmm. accept myself I did not recognize myself you know it was like who are you how did you get here and why are you here Mm -hmm. and I was so stuck on all those questions that that day I actually looked in the mirror. I guess I had been avoiding actually looking at myself for so long, you know, like I wasn't taking any pictures and Mm. taking any selfies and posting anything, you know, on social media. 
but that time that I actually stopped and looked in the mirror and actually seeing myself and didn't didn't see myself because I didn't recognize myself that was you know the the biggest turning point because like I said it was just like something got to be done you know like stop being stuck on the why are you here and start focusing on how to get back to you and um I worked hard to become the woman that you know I am and the woman that I'm still becoming so that was very hard for me you know because it was like how did you let yourself get here you know like how did you become so weak I felt weak and I've always embraced my strength and you know Mm -hmm. the fact that I've been so strong through different you know situations and and circumstances that's you know that I've gone through you know what I mean and that was just one where it was like I could not find my strength for a long time it was hard it was it was real hard Uh, you know I can definitely understand how did you get back to Shayla how did that healing process start for you what did it look like what did it feel like Uh, a lot of writing I already journal a lot definitely just prayer god (laughs) first and foremost because i am god's child and i've always had a close relationship with god i knew to call on him you know but there was a a minute when i was a little angry and you know a little Mm -hmm. like like why is this happening to me but i would say i'm I'm trying not to get emotional but Mm -hmm. Um, you know, definitely just, just praying. And like I said, I, I really wasn't talking to anybody around that time as far as like family and friends. So, but definitely when I did open up and say, you know, this is what I'm dealing with, you know, I, I did have support in my mom. Yeah. Just like digging deep. I had to dig deep inside mm. myself and just really like, I know. I might not have faced nothing like this, but I know I'm strong. If I could get through all that other stuff, I know I could get through this. And I'm so thankful that I got through it. And like I said, it's still a very sensitive subject. Um, but I'm, I know I got through it because I'm so much better now. And I, I can look in the mirror and see me again. That didn't happen overnight. That took some time, too. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, I'm just I'm just very thankful. Something that you just said, you know, you talked about how how deep you had to dig, but also that it didn't happen overnight. And so I can only imagine getting your you know having to pull yourself through this. Mention that you obviously you know had support systems and things like that, but still doing the work to pull yourself through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know the process and the journey um, had to have been um, pretty difficult, pretty, pretty difficult for you. So I feel like in a way we all battle with depression. And I would say for me, having my kid and still trying to be, you know, deal with that, that, that was beyond hard. And knowing that my kids are used to seeing me be mom, you know, be on top of things, be strong, be help getting them up for school, helping them with their homework. So the fact that those things, my normal routine started to become 
difficult to complete mm-hmm. or if, if they was even getting completed or getting done, you know, mm-hmm. um, kids coming up, Hey, what's for dinner? Oh, just eat whatever, you know, just eat whatever's down there because I'm, I can't even get up the cool. Mm-hmm. So those things definitely was like, okay, this is not, this ain't me, you know, but um, I just feel like I had got to the point where I was just like, if I don't fix this now, I'm going to continue to not just disappoint my children and myself, but disappoint God because Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going through it for a reason and Mm -hmm. it was just like so ready for it to be over instead of just taking the time to embrace it and just you know realize I'm going through this for a reason you know what I mean like it's not just to punish me because you know I felt like that you know for a Mm -hmm. while like Mm -hmm. you punishing me you know like I do something you know wrong that's real to deserve this so like I said there was a lot of anger there too Mm. but now I can look back and be like it was just part of my journey and you know it it definitely did make me a lot stronger you know I've talked to a few other women as well and that's why I'm so glad you know that we're even doing this because it is something that's not really talked about well like I said, and you know, and I'm and I'm going to continue to say this. I just, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you were willing to do this. But let me ask you this: Why, you know, why now? Why do you feel like now was the time? And what can you say to someone who um, may um, be going through this right now? <sighs> uh, why now? Because it took me so long to accept and then embrace everything that I had gone through. You know, I just told my best friend not too long ago, like, actually how messed up I really was. To be able to even talk about it today, like I said, it's, it's not not easy. Um, I'm struggling a little bit, but... No, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm thankful. Thank you. Thank you. So what but, would you say to someone who may be experiencing this um, right now at this very moment? Because like I said, I am so confident that this message is going to reach who it needs to reach. I would just say, if you don't have a relationship with God, get one and build one. And if you do, ooh, just call on them. <laughs> Because you're going to need them to get through, but find your inner strength. You have someone that you feel that you can talk to and that they're not going to judge you. Or, But I would just say, you know, you could do it and, and, and it's, it's going to get better. It's going to get better with time and you just have to dig deep, find that strength. You know, we all have, especially us as women, <laughs> men are strong, but they ain't got nothing on us, <laughs> you know, mm. like... <laughs> seriously like you know I, I mean and I feel like we each have our different battles but you know certain things I feel like men definitely <laughs> wouldn't be able to get through and still be you know able to function absolutely but, not <laughs> right right so find your support um whether it's spiritual 
Mm-hmm. And this is not, you know, one or the other. Find every avenue of support, spiritual, your inner strength, um, and also external too. So just like how you had your support systems, you know, you went to um, your your circle, but even going outside of your circle too, you know, if you have to seek professional help as well, just make sure that mm-hmm. you are doing what you need to do to get back to who you were before and who you loved before. Right. Um, I think mm-hmm. cannot be understated. I, I love the description that you gave um, regarding just looking at yourself in the mirror and not recognizing that person anymore. And to be yeah. able to be like, oh no, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. Something has to change. So I commend you for recognizing that for finding the strength that you knew was within you to overcome it and also to be able to share it with me, with others, and with the world ultimately. Because I do, I believe this story, um, your story will definitely transcend through time. So it will be shared now from years to come. And so I appreciate you so much. Is there anything that you want to say? Um, yes, I just want to thank you first and foremost. And, you know, you've always been a great mentor to me as well. And, you know, that that definitely, you know, plays a part as well. You know, when you have other women, you know, building you up and, you know, constantly keeping you encouraged. And, you know, even though we weren't talking around that time, you know, you and I, Um, One thing about me is I always go back and look at old notes or old, you know, things that I've done that I know have helped me. And I kind of did some of that as well to help come out of, you know, that that whole situation dealing with the postpartum. But, um, yeah, I would just say thank you for having me and letting me share my story. I hope that it helps, you know, somebody else because it's not an easy topic for me to discuss but I do feel a lot lighter that I have mm. talked about it just really hold on because it, it, it can be really hard and I had some some dark days but I'm just thankful to to be back in in the light and back to being focused so yeah it just all made me stronger in the end mm-hmm. so well thank you for um for sharing your story Again, I, you know, I just really appreciate the fact that you were willing to um, to be vulnerable with us and share um, an intimate part of you um, with us. So thank you so much, Shayla. All right. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Shayla took us on her journey as she battled and overcame postpartum depression and got back to the woman she once recognized. If you or someone you know suffers from postpartum depression, contact your PCP spiritual community, family, and friend. Do not suffer in silence. Be inspired, encouraged, and empowered. This is Women Who Love and Lead, the podcast with Chanel and Rena. Remember, love and live intentionally. Check us out at www.womenloveandlead.com.